Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better read than death, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shockers around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I, have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay, there is a point beyond which they must not advance. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material complications. When great forces around the moon in the world, we learn their spirits, not animals. He said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavi. Welcome to the Red Pill Projects Daily Dose. Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And tomorrow will be the last day of it being 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. We'll go back to normal schedule the following week. We'll be going back to 8.30 p.m. You're wondering why that is? Well, because I have... Uh, made my uh, my decision, and I will not be continuing uh, my contract with American Media Periscope. I will be ending that, and uh, this week will be the last week. So tomorrow will be the last AMP after hours that I'll be hosting. And after that, it's going to be full-blown Red Pill Project. All right. And uh, we got some exciting things coming for you guys. Uh, interesting times to be alive. If you're new here to the Red Pill Project and the Daily Dose, everything that we do, this is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. We break down the global political, the global economic, the social cultural, uh, I, I guess, landscape and pearl string it along to understand what is coming in the sense of what I call the 
the firestorm event, but what the World Economic Forum calls the poly crisis. And the poly crisis has begun, people. It is here. It is. We are at the the inching of the poly crisis. If you don't know what the poly crisis is, well, I can go on a long tirade to explain it to you. We're not going to do that, at least right now. I'm going to just do this introduction for all the new people that we have coming in because we have a lot of new people coming into the show. Um, what we do here is we unfold the global conspiracy. We put it all together. This world is headed towards globalism. This world is headed towards a one world order, tyrannical authoritarian state controlled by corporations and a board of directors who cares not for you to own anything from land to vehicles to even wealth. They want to enslave mankind into their digital slave matrices. That's what they're planning. That's what they're doing. That's what they're implementing. And we've been talking about it for a very long time. And now that fruition is coming to a reality. And I have, we, we have, Vince, we have mainstream people hmm? saying what I was saying and you were saying oh, yeah. two, three years ago. I know. I'll be darned. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. But, but here's the thing, guys. Not only do we expose the global conspiracy, the global, the global march towards a one world government, a new world order. But we also bring about ideas on how to stop it, how to fight against it, how to create parallel systems and economies, how to go out there and become self-sufficient and self-sustainable, how to create a system within your local community that can't fail in the times of strife or depression. And Great Depression Oh, it's coming, baby. If you don't believe me, you're going to like to listen to some of the news that we're going to be talking about tonight. First thing I do want to do, though, is I want to welcome up. We have a new channel that we're out there. We're on kick.com, guys. Kick.com, K-I-C-K.com. We are now broadcasting there. It's another channel that you can go out there and check out the Red Pill Project. Uh, for everybody out there who's new, redpills.tv. That's our primary website. You can check us out there. Socialredpill.com. That's our private social network. Um but it is uh, an interesting time to be alive, and they are trying to reset the global narrative right now. We have uh, we have Joe Biden, who is the illegitimate president of the United States, who is completely uh, mentally fucked, if you want to call it that. Uh, the guy has dementia, and he doesn't know where he is half the time. He shit himself in the Vatican, and we have this yeah. impeachment trial that was coming up against him. Mm -hmm. And that's been just swept under the rug. And I said, what, what I said, there's going to be some mass Vince. We, we called it. We said uh, between September 23rd and November 17th, there is going to be some type of big distraction. A big event is going to happen. And this is going to be the catalyst that starts yeah. off the firestorm event. <laughs> wow. Lot, I mean, there's certainly a on. lot to distract from and it's just unfolded uncannily. Absolutely. Uh, accurately. And now the war drums are beating. You have Lindsey Graham out there like, we need to bomb Iran's oil fields. Oh, yeah, that's real smart there, Lindsey Graham, especially when they have dirty nukes placed all throughout the United States. And then you have Unit 910, which is a Hezbollah sleeper cell that's already infiltrated the United States of America through the southern border that has thousands of members and clandestine cells spread throughout all U.S. liberal cities that are just waiting for the right moment to begin terrorist attacks on U.S. cities. And I was talking about this in the radio show earlier. Yeah. Speaking of, and this is a... The work of Todd Benzman. If you guys don't know who he is, he's an intelligence specialist who worked for the state of Texas, Department of uh, Customs and Border Patrol. He's testified in front of Congress twice, and he talked about how they were processing people coming through the border that worked for Hezbollah, Hamas, Al-Qaeda, these radical terrorists that were funded by, uh, well, obviously foreign intelligence agencies, and now coming over the border and setting up shop within our cities. We had Phil Haney back in 2010 who blew the whistle at the Department of Homeland Security about the Muslim Brotherhood infiltration into our local governments, saying the same exact thing. There's sleeper cells spread throughout all of our cities, and they're just waiting to be mobilized. And when that mobilization is going to come is when they first do an attack on the United States of America, most likely in the Mediterranean, that's going to promulgate World War III. Once the United States starts bombing Iranian targets, Think about this scenario. Mm -hmm. Mass shootings are absolutely horrific. They are. Okay? Just think of the damage done by one mass shooter. Oh, yeah. 20, 30 people. Imagine 100 of them in groups in your city. Just 
take that into consideration for a moment. Hundreds of them in each city. Mm-hmm. There's thousands, you know, over the years. You told, yep. I mean, probably ten years ago there were thousands. And if you would have told me that ten years ago, I'd have been like, "That's a little bit far out there." But now, I mean, I believe that there's yeah. thousands, if not tens of thousands, of these individuals that are uh, here. Well, and with IEDs, improvised explosive device. Sure, uh, guys, you name I, I'm it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it right here. You're gonna listen to uh, Colonel McGregor and what he's gonna say about this specifically. Um, he was on Tucker. I urge everybody to go check out this Tucker episode. But, but I want you to listen to what he's gonna say here. Okay. I agree. So, what would war with Iran mean? Well, it's hard to know because virtually no one who's talking about it in public is operating from a deep interest in America's interest. Is this good for us or is it not? Former Colonel Douglas McGregor is the CEO of our country, Our Choice, and one of the first people we turn to for analysis of events like this because he is interested in what happens to the United States. He joins us now. Doug, thank you uh, for coming on. Do you think that we are moving toward war with Iran? Yes, I do. And uh, it looks like the chosen destination is indeed Armageddon. There doesn't seem to be any real appreciation for the implications for us and, and frankly, for Europe and the world, as well as the Middle East, of such action. You know, take for an example, just on the economic side, about 20 uh, percent of the world's oil passes through the Straits of Hormuz every month, uh, probably 25 percent of liquefied natural gas. And you're talking about shutting down two to three million barrels uh, a day f- of oil from Iran. Uh, you know, it, this entire region is involved in the war. This is not an Iranian monopoly by any stretch of the imagination. But the point is that when we're looking at 10 year Treasury yields up over 5%, and people are increasingly convinced that the Fed has lost control, the economic side of the house is catastrophe. Now, when you look at the military side, you have to look at the arsenal of missiles that Iran possesses. And they can reach out 1,200 miles with great precision, very uh, high explosive conventional warheads that would do enormous damage, destroying whole city blocks in places like Haifa, Tel Aviv, even Jerusalem, though I doubt they would attack Jerusalem. The, The bottom line is that we need to think this through, and everyone right now is emoting. There is no thinking anywhere, as far as I can tell. The only possible exception may be, amazingly enough, Mr. Erdogan in Turkey, who came out this morning and indicated he was willing to mediate uh, the dispute between Israel and Hamas. Whether or not anyone in Washington or Israel is interested in talking, I don't know. But if we could sideline Turkey and keep Turkey out of the fight, that would ultimately help Israel enormously. So what would happen to the United States if we followed Senator Graham's advice and just began bombing critical infrastructure in Iran? What what would happen then? Well, all of the bases that we have in Iraq and Syria, unfortunately, where we still have over a thousand Americans, all of those would be targeted. And this time they would target them accurately and this destruction would be wholesale. I would expect trouble here at home and in the United States because of the open border. Hezbollah has a very large operation in Mexico. There are no doubt many, many, many Hezbollah agents inside the United States. We can only begin to imagine the kind of trouble they could cause. The missile and space program in Iran is very, very advanced. So there you have it. Colonel McGregor giving you the fair warning. If this war escalates with Iran, which people like Lindsey Graham are pushing for, it's coming home. This is the United States is not going to get out of this war. And just think about 9-11 style attacks all the time. Remember, social and cultural destabilization is what they want to create. Social and cultural destabilization. Now, I will go over that here in a second, but I want to show you. Well, actually, we'll do it right now. Social and cultural destabilization. If you don't know what the Firestorm event is, is it is the various domains that make up our society. This is something that I started talking about back in November of 2020. Um, and it was just an idea that came about from the movie Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Harder. Uh, I think Die Hard 3. And uh, they called it a fire sale. I call it a firestorm because obviously we deal with the storms here. 
But uh, the idea is that you would want to produce a color revolution on the social and cultural side. The color revolution would be uh, slowly dismantling the foundation of legality, of moral and ethical base within society and culture. And this is exactly what we've seen over the last decade. Uh, we've seen George Soros appointed district attorneys come in and no longer prosecuting violent criminals. We have governors coming in and releasing violent criminals from jail. We're seeing an increase in spike <clears throat> in the amount of crime in liberal cities. We're seeing rampant drug use and homelessness that is infesting all of our cities. These are the beginnings of exactly that, social and cultural destabilization. We have the rewriting of history. We have the rewriting of textbooks, of medical books, of, of what is biology and all this other stuff. This is cultural destabilization. We have a history that we don't even know the truth about. We usually talk about those on Friday nights on Conversations on the Fringe, another show that we oh, yeah. Uh, and maybe this week, uh, this Friday, we'll talk about that specifically. Um, then you have political destabilization. I don't think there's ever been a time in the, the creation of the United States of America where we've seen Congress so divided and divided even amongst their own party to where yeah. their own parties collaborate and coup against themselves to make sure that a Speaker of the House doesn't get elected. Uh, then you have the economic part. And the economic goes more locally, nationally, and then geoeconomic. And the United States dollar being the global reserve currency, we start seeing problems with this because the BRICS nations are going for what's called de-dollarization, the removal of the United States as a global reserve currency, and the integration and mediation of that towards a centralized bank digital currency that is going to be an interoperability component towards all these other digital currencies that are created through various different frameworks known as a unified ledger as put out by the Bank of International Settlements. And this is a globalist agenda, not just a BRICS or a Western global order. <clears throat> and de-dollarization is already happening. On top of de-dollarization, you have the control of the supply chain and the destruction of infrastructure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Over the last two years in the United States of America alone, we've seen over 225 food processing, manufacturing, and distribution facilities catch on fire and either burn down to the ground. We've had over 45 oil refineries um, and various different energy plants blow up. We've had various different types of attacks on processing and manufacturing plants for other things that are pertinent to the supply chain. We've had attempted um, attacks on our electric grid with people with high-powered rifles. We know something is coming. We understand it. We're seeing the small little pieces that are fitting together that are bringing about the collapse of the United States of America. The starts social culturally, political division, and then you have attacks on the infrastructure and then on the supply chain. <clears throat> the greater war effort that is potentially going to come about from this is going to bring about a massive destabilization in the Middle East. The United States of America only has 17, 17 days left of its strategic petroleum reserve. With that being said, it's dependent upon international oil. If international oil is halted throughout the Suez Canal, the Straits of Hormuz, um, or in transit over here, or the producers decreased amount of production, which Saudi Arabia already said that they're going to do, then the price of oil and gas is going to skyrocket to about $140 to $160 a barrel. I'm estimating about $180 a barrel. I think we're at like 92. And that is a reality that is on its way right now. What does that do during the winter? It increases the price of energy costs within your home to heat it. Um, it increases the, the cost of transportation, of su the supply chain of goods and of goods around the country, especially imports, as well as the production of various different products. So it has a secondary inflationary um, cost to the products of your everyday living when that actually occurs. Just because of the price of energy, the price of production goes up massively. And so that is in the works right now. And so what we have here is we have social, cultural, political destabilization, the infiltration of our academic um, institutions, our religious institutions. That's absolutely happened. The attacks on our infrastructure and supply chain. And all of this is kind of a pyramid. And at the top of that pyramid, you have the global economy and then you have the global political environment. And that is producing a massive destabilization of that though eventually will lead to World War III. And World War III will either lead to be the catalyst to global economic collapse or global economic collapse will be the catalyst for World War III. And right, right now is are happening coinciding with each other because if the United States economy collapses and moves into a recession or a depression, the yeah. whole global economy is going to do the same thing. And we're headed yeah. towards this moment right now.
Yeah, I think about the false flag opportunities out there for these crooked, corrupt, deep state people. I mean, what they already told us what's going to happen. Massive cyber attacks, right? Yeah. So you could just imagine, oh, my gosh, you wake up on one Friday morning and yeah, all the banks are down right now. We got hacked. And you know what? We look at it. It's Russia. And then and or no, it's Iran. Iran's hacking the banks. We need to redo the whole system, you know, just conveniently when we we've completely, you know, completely wrung out the system. Just oh, what a bummer. Okay, well, let's do a great reset. Oh, good good choice of words there. A great reset. Like, hey, you know, there's a the 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 Sputnik virus or whatever is infected the whole computer systems. Where you're not getting your money back, but you can exchange <laughs> it for this digital currency that we're going right. to give you. That's absolutely worthless. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I am a promulgator of decentralized de- uh, digital currency. I love decentralized mm-hmm. digital currencies. Daniel. The reason I like them is because number one, they're decentralized. I run software on my computer that is part of the blockchain and i get paid for that and i am part of the network that facilitates the transactions i mean what beautiful part about that than owning the network that the money is transferred on if you're going to do digital currency you might as well do it like that but this is my one thing that i've been saying and i i said watch the protesters now this was kim.com and this was kind of a uh, a positive video that he posted but i said this is your warning this is your poly crisis being created. Check this out. These are the protests around the world right now, pro Palestinian. It's not just Muslims, it's not just Asians. I've seen every community here. It's so moving as a Palestinian who's lived in Palestine and hasn't really seen this before. I mean, it's incredible. Anyone with a conscience believes that a civilian population should never be punished in this way. So, number one, they're absolutely right. A civilian population should never be punished this way. Okay? Yeah. But if you go back to the old levels of warfare, go back to Winston Churchill when he was sitting there discussing the bombing of a German town that was manufacturing bombs. And his aide looks at him and says, Mr. Churchill, you can't bomb that town because there's a school there and there's children in that school. And if you bomb that town, you're going to kill those children. What will history think of you, Mr. Churchill? And Winston Churchill, my dear boy, it is the winners of the war that write history. History, the people will think whatever we tell them to believe. And see, right now, what's happening in Israel Palestine. I wouldn't say that this is ethnic cleansing. I would say that this is absolutely extermination within Gaza. Israel wants the Palestinians out of there. They don't want them there anymore. And I've heard every damn excuse under the sun. This land was Israel's before it was anywhere anybody else's and Palestine's a fake state and all this shit. It doesn't matter. Okay. The, the Arabs and the, the Jews live there peacefully for 1400 years together. It wasn't until the Belfort Declaration and after World War II that things changed. And the state of Israel basically started expanding and expanding through warfare. And I've said this many times before. How many radical Islamic terrorist organizations were there before 1948? Zero. Zero. Okay? And that should tell you all you need to know. We can go through the list of them, how they were funded and trained by the Mossad, the CIA, the U.S. military. These, these groups and factions are created for geopolitical purposes, to expand land, to expand resource acquisition, to expand influence and power. That's the purpose. And so when you see this type of attack that just happened in Israel, you ask yourself a few questions. Number one, is it plausible? that Hamas took paragliders right in the Israel, landed in the neighborhoods and just started shooting people. Is it plausible that they walked right through all IDF strongholds 
and just started killing people at a concert. It happened. We know that. It wasn't fake news. It wasn't recreated video. It did happen. Was it plausible that they didn't have any forewarning, like the Egyptian president calling up Netanyahu 10 days before and saying, hey, Hamas is going to attack you. Hmm. As in, they let it happen. They let it happen. Okay? They needed another 9-11. This was Israel's, Israel's 9-11. They let it happen to their own people. Why? Because number one, they don't give a shit about their own people. The Jewish people are a loving, peaceful group of people, and the majority of them are awesome people. The same thing with Muslims, okay? I don't care what you think. If, if, you're, if you're sitting here going, um, you know, kill the red and the red are dead and you hate Russians because of the Cold War, you've been psyoped. If you hate all Muslims because of what you were told from September 11th, the current day, you've been psyoped. Go out there and meet these people. Talk with them. Find out what they truly do believe and understand, and you'll find out that it's nothing to what you perceived it to be. So when we're looking at the situation that's occurring right now, you have to understand that this is establishment, that this is globalist, that this is deep state, that this is the globalism being perpetuated. This is the straw that broke the catalyst back. This is the catalyst event that ushers in the new world order. They needed a major distraction. They needed some major event. They needed a war. I said it multiple times. You had Eastern Europe, you had the Middle East, and you had South China. And the war is going to break out at one of those three places. And most likely it's going to come about through destabilization of the Middle East. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. And I'll tell you something from being a, a U.S. military vet, being in the Navy for 10 years. You don't send two carrier strike groups, an amphibious um, readiness group with 5,000 Marines and 120 fighter jets to an area of operation unless you're planning on war. No kidding. You, you just don't. Sounds right. Yeah. That's right. And people are like, what do you mean PSYOP with the Russians? If you believe that Russia was really bad and they wanted to kill all Americans and all this stuff, you're not paying attention to what's ha actually happening in the war world. The mainstream media has lied and conditioned and indoctrinated us for the longest time. And this goes back before social media. This goes back before, you know, CNN and Fox News in the 2000s with Al-Qaeda and the Taliban. Okay. Mm -hmm. This goes all the way back to Walter Cronkite. This goes back to Operation Hockingbird, where the Central Intelligence Agency funded the media to go out there and per perpetuate their own agenda. If you think we went into Vietnam to stop communism, you're absolutely crazy. They needed the distraction after they had just killed a sitting American president, and people were beginning to find out the truth and wanted the freaking revolt against them. Okay? So... What is happening here right now is nothing more than a globalist takeover of the world, and it's going to be perpetuated through war. My bigger vision of what they would do is most likely they'll call up a draft after the world gets war gets started. They will start sending veterans. Uh, they will start sending anybody they can because they don't have the numbers in our military. They actually sustain a war fighting posture. They will implement a draft, 18 to 35 year old men. They'll take all strong, able body, strong willed men, and they will send them overseas. It's at that point that women and the vulnerable are left here in the United States of America. And it's at that point that you'll see social destabilization through terrorist activity within our cities, because at that point, there's nobody to stand up against them. But I have some news for those pieces of shit terrorists out there that this women in this country are far stronger and more fierce than the men. And they know how to shoot damn more straight. <laughs> so good luck with that. Mm -hmm. mm. So this came out today. What's that? US, intelli US uh, intelligence officials have reportedly told CNN. So U.S. intelligence has told their... Uh, media counterpart that they fund, CNN, that they are preparing for a major escalation in attacks by pro-Iranian militias in the Middle East against U.S. troops and bases, with these officials stating that while there is so far no direct evidence of Iranian um no direct Iranian government having ordered these attacks. All the roads are pointing to a single direction. This is called war propaganda. When there's a boogeyman that you want to neutralize or seize control, and that would be, i.e., Iran. Why? Because 
the BRICS nations form a massive problem for the Western globalism. Western globalism is on the downfall. Uh, if, if you're new here, I always talk about the multi-headed Hydra. It's got multiple heads. These heads are fighting each other. This is the War of the Roses. You have Western globalists and you have the BRICS, and that's kind of what's happening at that level of nation state. Well, Iran is the weak little new guy into the BRICS nation that has been sanctioned into oblivion since 1978. And why not go in there? Because that's going to cause a greater conflict. Six Chinese warships just entered the Persian Gulf. Russia deployed two major uh, airstrike wings into the Black Sea. Okay? War preparations are underway. I, I got a few more things to even talk about that. But they're going to blame this on Iran. We already have U.S. bases in Iraq already under attack. U.S. troops in Syria under attack. You have the Al-Shayed, the, uh, the group that actually fought with the United States against ISIS in Iraq, uh, moving into Yemen and so forth, going pro-Palestine. We have people all in the Middle East turning against the United States because they understand that there's no strong leadership there. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that this is a war that the United States does not want to get into, and the United States would most likely lose. That's going to be my thoughts on this. Yeah, um, we're so weak now. Yep, we absolutely are. Elon Musk came out today and said that we are stepping into World War Three. Donald Trump, we're stepping into World War Three. Colonel McGregor, we're going into World War Three. General Flynn, yeah. we're going into World War Three. Everybody and their mother are telling the same thing that World War Three is happening. And then did, what did we hear today, Vince? Uh oh. Israeli president claims Hamas is preparing chemical weapons. Our Israeli president I Herzog shows Sky News documents. Documents. They printed them out nice and colorful. Yeah. Okay. Oh, was this what they said they found on a dead body? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, God. Complete yeah, with yeah. diagrams. He says official Al-Qaeda material that showed how to build a weapon with cyanide. He says Hamas members who broke into Israel were carrying instructions on how to make chemical weapons. You know, I mean, think about it. You know, we're, we're going to go in there and we're going to go into Israel and we're going to kill a lot of people. This is what Hamas did. But they had these nice, colorful pamphlets within their <laughs> vest yeah. of how to make color, uh, you know, chemical yeah. weapons. Yeah. I mean, hey, these, you're going on a mission. Make sure to bring this uh, hey, evidence guys, with you. Bring that those top secret weapon making <laughs> chemical weapon plans with you. Make sure you yeah. take that in there. Okay. It okay. Is pretty far out there, man. It's not funny, but. Uh, it's just so sloppy. It seems like how couldn't make this up. It just seems so sloppy. Well, but okay. Do you remember during the Trump administration when mm. uh, Assad oh. in, in Syria used chemical weapons against his own people and they wanted Donald Trump to go in there and bomb the shit out of Syria? And what did we see? We saw the videos coming out and there's one dude in a body bag and he's smoking a cigarette like this on the ground. It was all filmed. It was all bullshit. The videos weren't real. Mm. It never happened in uh, that town. And so the chemical weapons thing. Oh, what, remember remember Iraq? Weapons mm. of mass destruction. Oh. Hey, uh, how many weapons? Of oh, well, well, we didn't really find any, except for the ones that we gave them. <laughs> okay? Guys, do yeah. you see how this trend goes? They're going to use chemical weapons. We need to bomb the piss out of them and the civilians. Did you see today the the evidence that Israeli soldiers are actually the ones decapitating young children and babies? No. Oh yeah, this is going out everywhere. Oh no. Well, it's it's on Twitter. It's pretty horrific. I I'm not going to show it on here. I ignore a lot of stuff. I'll be honest with yep. you. Um, yeah, humanitarians are out there and they're picking up the rubble throughout um, uh, Gaza mm -hmm. and they're showing decapitated two year olds, three year olds, babies. Hell, man. You got to remember, and I, guys, I don't want to get religious about this. Everyone who's not a Jew, okay, is an infidel. Gentiles. Gentile. What do you mean, right. infidel? What they they oh. are the enemy. Anybody who is not a Jew, okay. God says what? Enemy of who? God says what in the Hebrew Bible? I don't know. Kill all idolatrists, oh. idol worshippers. Mm. Islam is idol worshippers, and Christians are idol worshippers to mm. Jews. Well, Just extremists. Saying. Yeah. Jews. Well, are is this not an extreme time? 
Yes, but you can't say Jews because I know Jews that don't necessarily prescribe to Oh, that. no, absolutely. No, right. I, like so I said, my only point I know good thinking. Muslims. I know, yeah. I know awesome Jews and I know awesome Christians. Okay. I know the radical side of each side of that as well. And I've been saying this for a while. The next radicalization that's going to come is Christians, guys. I'm telling you, they are going to utilize propaganda, disinformation, psychological warfare to radicalize the hell out. And I, no pun intended, radicalize the hell out of Christians. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> everybody's vulnerable. Yep. Is there a problem with DLive? There shouldn't be. Nope, DLive's giving me. Tip top right. Magoo. Tip top Magoo. And I'm not an anti-Semite. Absolutely not. Uh, we talked about the six Chinese warships. Okay, Russian military has placed the nuclear intercontinental ballistic missiles in a missile launch pad the first yeah. time since the Cold War. That's not a good sign. Nope. God. Uh, Customs and Border Patrol protection issues warning for Hamas, Hezbollah, and jihadi forces entering the southern border. We've already talked about this at length, but we've been talking about this for years now, haven't we, Vince? And now much. it's mainstream news. Like, oh, hey, by the way, guys, Hamas and Hezbollah are coming over the border. <laughs> we should stop that probably. It's good, though. It's good. I think uh, there's more awake. There's a more awake media, more awake people now because of it. That's right. Chinese military vessels are ramming the Filipino Coast Guard ships. Uh, in the Philippine Sea, Iran's threatening to join the war against the IDF. Hamas is holding U.S. citizens hostage, although they're going to release 50. Israel considered using nuclear weapons. I don't know if you heard that one. Israel is considered using nuclear weapons. And meanwhile, Joe Biden and Jill Biden are at the beach taking a stroll and absorbing some sun. Right. He's at the beach a lot. Mm hmm. Now, intelligence is showing that Iranian-backed militias are ready to ramp up their attacks against the U.S. forces in the Middle East. And this is one thing that I've talked about before. Mm -hmm. Guys, I have a feeling that they're going to do some type of USS Liberty, Gulf of Tonkin incident, false flag on the U.S. naval assets, probably in the Persian Gulf because you have less of a strike force. Because in, no. the, in the Mediterranean, you have two carrier strike groups, tons mm -hmm. of destroyers and cruisers. You have the old amphibs that are in the Persian Gulf. Mm -hmm. That would be your prime target. Uh, but most likely some type of uh, false flag event is going to be perpetuated by them. Uh, some like USS Cole type of incident, bomb coming up next to sea, next to the side, blowing a hole in it, Iran yeah. taking you know, credit for it. And, and that's going to basically – that's basically going to expediate the bombing of Iran. That's mm -hmm. my thoughts at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's – having everything within range of Russia and whatnot just gives them more of a finger to point. If anything does go wrong well, or they, if anything they need, is set up, if there's a, they false, need to prove Iranian aggression and involvement. Like those one article said, we can't prove anything, but we know they're behind it. We can't prove it, but everything's pointing to it. That's right. So yeah. now you're going to say, guess what? You have to point to it. You, you know, it, it's interesting because if you follow this narrative, you follow that tactic back. What were they saying about Russia about a year ago or so? They were saying something very, very similar. Like, you know, we, we know Russia is planning some type of event against the West, uh, whether it's Germany or the United States. We know that Russia is going to plan some type of terrorist event. Oh, now we have the pipeline that just blew up. We told you it was Russia. Oh, it's Russia. We need to bomb Russia. Article 5 NATO. Uh, no, that was you guys. No, no, it wasn't us. Mm -hmm. I promise you, it wasn't us. It definitely wasn't us. The Nord Stream Pipeline wasn't us. Yeah. Okay, I mean, maybe it was us, but it was a Ukrainian us who used a fishing boat and had no skills or training to do it, but it was they've, them. They've really shut up about that other pipeline that had an incident a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was probably their huh. backup bomb They're that like, they had under there that accidentally blew up. Uh, you know what's different though about uh, when the Russian and Ukraine incident started going on and this whole incident we see now with Israel um, we didn't exactly send any aid to Russia but everybody's nope. sending aid to both sides of this one damn wonder. right well, it something? makes you wonder mm -hmm. and, and, and you know is it any shock to you 
The 10-year the 10 year yield on U.S. government bonds has rose above 5% for the first time since 2007. Here we go. If that's not a sign on the wall. Oh, well, I got a little video to play, too, because it's not the only uh -huh. thing. How about the M2 money supply? Let's uh -huh. listen to this. Something just happened to the money supply that hasn't happened since the Great Depression, and almost no one's talking about it. Let's look at it. You'll want to watch this one till the end. This is the chart of M2 money supply. What is M2 money supply? M2 is a measure of money supply that includes cash, checking deposits, and non-cash assets that can be easily converted into cash. Now that we're on this, let's go back. I want you to look at all the times you see the dips below this line right here. You see, it's only happened a number of times, and this chart goes back to the 1800s. Here we are today, but what are these dips? They are the other times M2 went under zero into negative, which is what's happened now. And it's only happened four other times in history. Here they are. Panic of 1873, long depression, 14% unemployment. Panic of 1893, 18% unemployment. Depression of 1921, 11% unemployment, and of course, the Big Daddy, Great Depression, 25% unemployment. Now, where are we again today? We're right here at negative four. Now, our unemployment rate hasn't gone up yet, but negative four, wait a minute, what were we in the other four times this happened? Negative two, negative two, negative two, negative 12. If unemployment starts rising. Okay, now the touch on that. If Ooh. unemployment starts rising, Vince, yeah. what do you know about unemployment and new job numbers that are coming out from the government? Uh, they get revised a month later, and they're actually worse than they say. They're way worse than they actually say. And so unemployment is actually massively high. I mean, go look at the streets of San Francisco or L.A. or New York City. Homeless is rising at skyrocketing rates. We are in right now the beginning of a great depression. People are saying recession because they don't want to call it what it is. We are in the beginning of a great depression. People, mm -hmm. How, even, uh, go ahead. I've seen people crunch the numbers and basically say that we're actually in a state that is as bad or if not worse than the great depression was mm -hmm. because of inflation and all this stuff. Like it's that bad already. Well, how do we know that this is what's happening? This is the World Economic Forum's website. This is an article from May 7th, 2023. I've been using the term firestorm for many years. They call it a polycrisis. In the jackpot series, which is the peripheral series, they call it a jackpot. What is this? The global risk landscape that inter in interconnections maps. How all these things are absolutely interconnected. What is a polycrisis? Well, where did the term polycrisis come from and what does it mean? The idea that was launched by French theorist and complexity called Edgar Morin, and then it was picked up by Jean-Claude Juncker, president of the European Commission in 2016, to describe the experience of trying to govern Europe when you had to deal with the Greek debt crisis, Putin's first aggression against Ukraine, and the rumblings of the Brexit in the background, and the refugee crisis in Syria spilling over into Europe. Uh, what he was trying to get at and why I think the term is still useful is the experience of not a single crisis with a single clearly defined logic. The financial crisis, for example, was about mortgage-backed securities, blah, blah, blah. Well, what is the poly crisis? The poly crisis is a series of various different events that include geopolitical, geoeconomic, they include climate change, they include uh, water shortages, they include uh, social unrest, political destabilization on the national level. All of these things combining at the same time to culminate into a massive global crisis. That's what the poly crisis is. We are in the poly crisis right now, people. It has begun. And I hate to say that. I never wanted to be right about any of this stuff. I wish I was wrong. I wish I was wrong and you guys just watched this show and said, man, he's so wrong. I'm never watching this show again. <laughs> but obviously that's not the case. Right. 
And you know, here's the thing, as I guess, you know, looking out there to the, the world of, of podcasters, at least in the genre of podcasts that we do, when you're wrong all the time, these people skyrocket and get millions of views. <laughs> Isn't that something? I, it's kind of unbelievable. Yeah. It, it's like it's almost like the word gullible is not in the dictionary. <laughs> Trump is still president. He's CIC. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's the corrupt system, man. Yeah. Okay. Vista Outdoor said on Monday it will sell its sporting products business in a 1.91 all cash deal. Um, the all cash sale uh, selling uh, sporting product units, which includes guns and ammunition businesses, to a privately held Czechoslovakian group um, is expected to close next calendar year. Why is this important? Because they are the number one producer of sporting and private ammunition in the country. Mm hmm. And they are being sold out to a foreign corporation. Terrible. That I believe is owned by BlackRock. It's this 30-year-old billionaire fool. I don't know who he's associated with or what, mm -hmm. but yeah. Uh, top Swiss banker Pascal Najati, a uh, big name there, has called for the arrest of Klaus Schwab and other corporate elites and unelected globalist bureaucrats over allegations of democide by the way of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. This is the heads of the Hydra, man. Some, yeah. uh, some of these billionaires aren't about it. That's right. And so what you have here is the uh, vaccine's bad. Okay. Um, you have don't get the shot. Stay away from that shit. Um, is there another pandemic coming? This is my thoughts. We have the global economic crisis. We have World War III. These are like teeter-tottering between each other right now. Once one of them happens, the other one's going to happen almost immediately after. Within six months of that, you will see a new pandemic. Yeah. Guaranteed. I mean, imagine. Imagine even if the economy starts failing and things get real tough and unemployment goes up, people are going to get more unhealthy and more vulnerable to such a thing. Uh, Stress. Know. So... Well, yeah. and also there was this. You remember when I said at Americans, this is my warning to you. They want you homeless. They want you sick. They want you hungry. They want you defenseless. They want you poor and jobless. They want you on the streets begging your government for help. That's what we're headed to. And they got to fulfill all of those scenarios. They want you sick so they can jab you and control you. They want you to lose your job so you can be poor. They want you to lose your house because guess what? If you're like, I got plenty of guns, I'm American, they ain't gonna be taking my freedom away, I go down a blaze of glory. That's all dandy until you no longer have a place to store those guns. I'll get me a storage locker. Not with no job. I'll uh, go bury them. Where? You're not going to take them on your back when you're trying to feed your kids and everybody's sick and the economy's in the dumps and nobody has a job and you just lost your house. And the only thing you guys got is the family vehicle. You might be able to keep one pistol, but everything else you're going to sell to feed your family. This is how they do it, people. Now, one thing that I talked about was Bitcoin. The, the, now I, I'm going to, I'm going to be bearish with Bitcoin here. See, there's a reason for everything. And if you follow these trends, and I just talked about this yesterday in my crypto mastermind group, if you follow these trends, you kind of know what's going to happen next. Number one thing is decentralized digital currencies are the future. Okay. Central bank digital currencies, they, they came up, they got pushed down. Now they're kind of going away. They won't make their comeback. They will be the interoperability framework that operates. The Bank of International Settlements, as I mentioned before, provided the unified ledger with privatized digital currencies. BlackRock, Goldman Sachs, Wells Fargo, JP Morgan Chase, and all these other financial institutions are creating and developing their own privatized digital currencies. What they will utilize is they'll utilize that framework interbanking within their own bank and the businesses and corporations that they own to where various different vendors and retailers will accept those payment currencies from that bank specifically. By the way, this is how it was done pre-1800s, almost all throughout the world, is banks issued their own currencies. Uh, this is going to happen again. And what they're going to do is they're going to offer better rates, 
better loans, better mortgages by utilizing their own internal digital currency other than use getting paid in U.S. dollars, which is going to increase de-dollarization, remove the U.S. dollar for, from the global reserve currency, and make a lot of people poor overnight. Bitcoin happens to be one of those decentralized ones that's not controlled by any central authority. That's good. It has skyrocketed in the last week to $34,000 a coin from about the $28,000 mark. Now, every time that it skyrockets like this, you have to look at market manipulation. This is BlackRock buying into Bitcoin. They just released their new ETF, which was listed on the exchange today. And so you're having the pump of the funding of the ETF. Okay, that funding pump is going to be very short lived, especially with an economic crisis uh, in front of us. So I think that I, I was just talking about the other day. I think we're going to go back down to the twenty five, twenty six thousand dollar mark within the next four to five weeks. We'll probably hit, I think, thirty five, thirty six thousand was the top, but I didn't expect it to hit that fast. Might go to that forty thousand, but we'll be coming back down to twenty five thousand. Mark my words by the end of the year. The reason I'm saying that is because they got to make money. It's an ETF. Now it's tradable commodity and asset. What are you going to do with that? You buy it, you sell it, you short it. Okay. They're buying into it. They're going to build it up, get all the retail people out there buying Bitcoin as this ETF goes up and then you pump it out and you, and you pump the price and you blame it on China or someone else and you make billions of dollars. That's the whole point that they're creating an ETF. They're not creating an ETF because they want you to get wealthy. It's corrupt. <clears throat> it's a terrible idea. It is. It should have stayed the hell away from the markets, but we got what we got. Tim Tim Scott, Congressman Tim Scott, calls for the immediate expulsion of four members, uh, House members, following multiple actions may have been labeled as support for terrorist terrorism. Rashida Talib, uh, Pramilia Jabapel, uh, Ilan Omar, and Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, uh, and they will most likely be censored and expelled from Congress because of this. And it's going to be really interesting to see that. Uh, because I think a lot of us have been waiting for that for a lot. I've been waiting for this moment all, all my life. Right? So we can expect that to come. Some breaking news that you probably didn't hear about unless you're on Twitter um, is Representative Comer came out and talked about the $200,000 direct payment to Joe Biden from his brother, James Biden. Apparently this was for some renovations to be done at the house. And he called multiple times to make sure the money went through, but this is another direct payment that, or it was loan repayment, loan repayment, which is another term for money laundering is James Biden got paid by C CEFC Chinese energy, him and Hunter and their deals. And then he kicks back 200,000 to Joe Biden for loan repayment, which was, it just happened to be a cash loan, right? Oh uh, yeah. Got some splaining to do. Lucy, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> but you're not going to hear anything about it because you know what? They're not going to let it have the light of day because the moment they start these impeachment trials, World War III is going to break out and it's all going to be about the war effort, which Republicans mm -hmm. and congressmen or are, Republicans and Democrats are already we gotta we gotta support israel 10 right. billion dollars for israel it's like oprah out there giving away wars you get a war and you get a war and 10 billion dollars for israel yeah. they love it the pentagon has put troops on prepare to deploy status amid attacks within the u.s and the middle east uh, former Donald Trump has called for the arrest of Rashida Tlaib uh, for inciting an insurrection at the Capitol last week. That's the, the insurrection that they occupied the Capitol building on. It's not going to happen. Um, President Trump was asked if he was going to endorse Tom Emmer, who happens to be my congressman. That's kind of interesting. What do you think about that? He's a know. rhino. He's a pro-crypto rhino. So I like him about that, and I don't like him about other things. Let's listen to what Donald Trump has to say here. Well, I think he's my biggest fan now because he called me yesterday and he told me I'm your biggest fan. So I don't know about that. Uh, well, we're looking at a lot of people and, you know, sort of trying to stay out of that as much as possible. But they'll get it straightened out. So Tom Ember called him up yesterday. Hey, Donald uh, could really use your endorsement here for speaking. He's been the minority whip. So, I mean, he's, he's actually a prime candidate. Um, I just don't trust him because he's a rhino. But he's probably one of the only ones who plays both sides. He's very crypto friendly. He's uh, 
pro they're all pro Israel. There's nothing you can do about that. But yeah, man, we are in the midst of absolute chaos globally. So what do I recommend you do? Because this is not about just the bad stuff that's happening in the world, but we also have to go into the, the, the positive aspect of things. Number one mindset. You have to keep your mind focused on what benefits you and makes you a better human being. Okay. You have to work on yourself. Yes. The world is chaotic. The world is stressful. After this show, understand that it's plausible and it's a possibility. Never believe anything anybody tells you, myself, Vince, Donald Trump, doesn't matter who they are, no matter what authority they possess or profess, unless you can prove it with your own research investigation, through your own inquiry, and through your own volition. That is key important to the Red Pill Project. But most importantly to yourself is that don't stop building your life. Don't stop becoming who you always wanted to become. Don't stop just because you believe the world's going to end. If the world ends tomorrow in a fiery rain, At least you will go out in style and knowing that you were living your dreams and you were doing the best that you possibly could do in life. So as much doom and gloom as we do talk about, don't stop being you. Don't stop going out there and working towards your dreams. Ah, it's all shit now. The economy's crashing and out of World War III is going to break out. I'm just going to sit home and drink beer and play with my guns, right? Don't be that person. Be ready for anything. Be prepared for everything. It's better to be overly prepared for something that never does happen than not be prepared at all and be caught with your pants down. Something like that. How do you prepare? There's multiple levels of prepare. If you go to redpills.tv and you hit sponsors, you'll find some methods right there that you can click on and they will help you prepare. There's My Patriot Supply, redpills.tv slash patriot. You can get preparation supplies, long-term food storage. You can get water purification there, okay? Redpills.tv slash patriot. You got Dr. Kirk Elliott, gold and silver. Getgoldtoday.com. Getgoldtoday.com. Get that into your IRA. Get that into your portfolio. Get that into your home. Get silver coins. Get gold bullion coins, Okay. Get that into your home because that's going to save your ass when the dollar doesn't work and the digital dollar happens to fall scrutiny to a cyber attack and you can no longer transact and you go into the gas station and say, hey, dude, can you turn on the pump? You'd be like, sorry, we're not taking any money. Hey, I got $28 of silver right here. Sure thing, man. Fill her up. Okay. That's how that's going to work. Have non-perishable foods, canned goods. Go out. the. If you go to Costco, you can get those uh, those big crates. It's two for 12 bucks, okay? You can get these things. They're great. They keep mice out. All you have to do is put zip ties on the uh, two corners. I don't like them. Because you don't know how to use them. You just put the zip ties on the both. No, I don't like the food. Oh, well, no, no, I don't. Yeah, I I just get the crates there. But I get these crates, and what you do with the crates is you fill them up with canned goods. and Oh, there you go. Totes. I I thought you were talking about their dried food or their... uh, Oh, no, no, no. I I go to the grocery store, and I buy whatever's on sale, 88-cent and 99-cent canned goods. Mm -hmm. Because during a time of hunger, I'm not worrying about what I'm eating if I'm getting too many carbs or... I am a little bit. Not processed. It'll drive Well, that's why I have heirloom seeds. Mm -hmm. And in the springtime... Right, you just grow, mm-hmm. so you need to be prepared. Have seeds, have canned goods, have enough food. Okay, for three months for every person in your household. How nice. do you make sure you do that? Think about one can of corn. If you had to live off of one co- can of corn a day, how many people would that be to survive? Well, not I'm, not I'm, to be full to survive. Like two thousand calories survive, or like like no can- like. 500 to 1,000 calories survive. Two? One can a day will feed two people. Where no, you're getting right. something in your body, okay? Yeah, it's not sustainable, though. But, uh, yeah, it'll get you by. For and also, while. make sure you're getting the corn or the beans, uh, all of that stuff, in water. Why? Yeah, why? Water. Like, Okay. It's an it's a secondary method to store water. If you're mm. buying canned goods that are stored in water, Get you have water excess water. All you have to do is filter it, and now it's clean water. 
bean water. Interesting. I never thought about that. That bean water, corn water. So mm. every time you're buying a can, don't dump in, in, in it's a time of survival. Don't dump that water out. You can fry that shit. That's good water. Butter, some some whatever else you have, okay? Lard, fat. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to cook those things. And you take that water and you preserve it and you put it through your little filter. If you have Alexa Pure from uh, My Patriots Pie, you put it through that, and guess what you have? Water. Pure water. Or you could just drink it. Yep. So there's that. Know your community. Be mm-hmm. friends with your neighbors. Go yep. out there. Meet your neighbors. Find out who's who. Find out who knows how to survive, who doesn't. Who's the Patriots, who are not. Know your elderly. Find out what conditions your elderly have and if electricity goes out do they have an oxygen machine are they going to need a generator do they need medication help them order months worth of medication for the winter times especially since it's going to be a tough winter we don't know what's going to happen but let's prepare for all avenues one of the best things that you can do is you can go on to socialredpill.com socialredpill.com that's our private social network we got these conversations going on all the time we we do prepping mastermind groups or prepping zooms we haven't done them in a few months um, but we'll, we'll be bringing them back especially with some changes that i'll be announcing next week with uh social red pill and the the red pill project uh, and our parent kind of my parent project called decentralized media um, those changes will probably actually take an effect next week so just keep that in mind um kind of give everybody vince will be here thursday night with you i'll be with you throughout the week um, we have Halloween on the 31st. So this Friday, if, uh, maybe we'll do a Halloween episode this next Tuesday. Yep. It's next Tuesday. So I think what we'll do is, um, if, if my guest cannot do the show this week, who I asked a guest to come on, Mm -hmm. if he can't do the show this week, then we'll be doing a Halloween episode and I'll try to get a psychic or I'll call up uh, an exorcist or something like that. And we'll have some fun. And we'll all do the annual Red Pill Project Halloween party dress up, dress up contest. Okay. After show. After show. Yep. Absolutely. That sounds good. Join that at socialredpill.com. Yep. Join it at socialredpill.com. Socialredpill.com, guys. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give a thanks to everybody who supported us here on all our various different platforms in the Battle of the Streams. Uh, X Grits X celebrated a two month subscription streak. Darren 21 Lemon. Uh, Tammy Vansell gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, X Grits. Darren and Tammy. RPG 3573, three ice creams. Get her done, five lemons. Cat 24, two lemons. Thank you so much, RPG. Get her done and Cat 24. Uh, Love the Beach, two lemons. X Grits X again, two lemons. Grandma 5 Revolt, three lemons. And Grismo 7, four lemons. Thank you so much. Love the Beach, X Grits X, Grandma and Grismo. Patriot of Pisces, three ice creams. Uh, Nenya 1971. One ice cream and Roxy SCG 69. One ice cream. Thank you so much. Patriotic Pisces, Nenya, Cat, and Roxy. Guys, if you want to support us and donate, we are 100% user funded. Go to redpills.tv. There's ways to fund us over there. If you just type in redpills.tv, that is the web domain address. Really easy to get to. You're going to see a website that looks like this. Right at the top, you have that Red Pill sponsors. You click on that, it'll scroll you down to the bottom, and you can see our sponsors right there and how to connect with them. You just have to click on those links. We do have some merch you can find right there, Red Pill merch. You go back oh, up to gosh. the top. You, yep. What do you think about a uh, Team Human shirt or something like that? Yeah, we, we can talk about that. Yeah. And if you go up here right here where it says donate, we have a Give, Send, Go campaign, Cash App, and then Crypto. So tons of weight. Also, Social Red Pill is linked right up there at the top as well. So you can find Social Red Pill right there. And then our Substack where you guys can subscribe for more. And there's ways to support us on all those channels as well, as well as subscriptions to the Social Red Pill. Uh, but it definitely does help, especially in this time. Um. But guys, we, we are turning the page of a new era. We're going to have a lot more shows coming on the Red Pill Project. Uh, I will be updating everybody probably the, by the end of this week on a lot of that. Uh, but it'll be starting November 1st with some of those shows. So uh, much love, respect. God bless you guys. Thank you guys for all for joining in. And uh, welcome Kick as our new channel out there, kick.com. If you guys want to check out a new cool platform to watch us on, check out kick.com. Yeah, I'm up. I'm over there. <laughs> follow red pill project one word awesome kick.com guys check that out 
Um, and then Gitter, once Gitter, uh, by the way, we'll probably be streaming on Gitter too here relatively shortly. So once that's up, we'll put that information out there. We'll put out a, a, a email blast. So make sure you subscribe to redpills.tv for our emails. We'll send out an email blast about all of that and our new channels that we're streaming on and well as an update. So guys, much love, respect. God bless you guys. That's all we have for you tonight. Tomorrow night, the early night show, the last one at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Everything else after that week will be 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and we'll be strictly probably keeping these shows to one hour just because we're going to have some other shows coming before and after. I'm telling you, you're going to like this. Uh, but much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Have a great night. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patch the game. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.